Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people. And you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Attention Social Security and SSI recipients. If you did not receive an economic impact payment for your eligible spouse or dependents, you may need to file a 2020 tax return with the IRS and claim the recovery rebate credit. Go to SSA.gov slash EIP to see if you need to file a tax return and if eligible for other refundable tax credits, like the child tax credit. That's ssa.gov slash EIP. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. Time to fire up the grill. Time to go to Total Wine and find the perfect flavor to pair with those burgers. Ooh, I love their beer cooler. (laughs) You love their prices even more. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, ridiculously low prices. Total Wine and more. Hello, good evening and welcome to the Fatback 4 Daily. I am Gab as always your host and this show was brought to you by Paddy Power, a bookies, a website and an app. If you would like to gamble, please gamble responsibly and try to do so with Paddy Power. Odds on Liverpool, odds on football, odds on all other sports. You know how it works by now, but please gamble responsibly. Tonight we are going to talk a little bit about this Nike deal that looks like it will go ahead after a court ruling this morning in favour of Liverpool Football Club over New Balance. We're going to have a little chat about how Southampton should be wheeling their manager out of the stadium right now and telling them not to come back. Uh, we're going to have a little talk about Liverpool's ladies uh, playing their first game uh, that will be at Anfield. Um, we're going to have a little chat about that and also touch a, bit, a little bit on the sports stuff as well. Tonight with me is Chris Brack. Chris, how are you, my friend? I'm good, thanks, mate. How are you? I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. Um, so, the, basically, the stuff on, like, not read it straight in, what's, what's your view on Nike? Uh, Centurion says hello. Hello, Centurion, how are you? Um, Adam Petru- Petruccioni, I'm going to go with that pronunciation that lesser team have dare i say character uh yeah brendan brendan rogers is now um the best manager in the world uh but we'll, we'll get to that in a minute but this night deal as not red mentioned what's our views on it so 
during the week, um, I was doing a show, Chris, and I think it was Wednesday night. And it was basically when the court finished. And there was a lot of quotes come out from the court. And it looked like the judge was edging towards favouring New Balance in this argument. Because the main argument put forward was that they'd matched um, Nike's base offer. And basically could basically sporting influence, influencers, as you would call them, LeBron James and, and, and the likes, could they actually be brought into the equation where they actually do mean something in this court case? Could it be, could it be a factor? Now, I know Phil from, from the day trippers had a good look at this and he said, look, in black and white, if it's a straight decision, it's going to go for New Balance because the figure there is 29 million and they've matched it. If it's black and white, that's how it is. The judge today, uh, favoured Liverpool in the, in the, in the proceedings and in the, in the verdict on it, which clears the way for Nike to become Liverpool's kit sponsors from the 2020-2021 season onwards. Chris, the first thing I thought when I seen this was a big win for Liverpool in the courts today. Does this put Liverpool up yet another level in, you know, global terms and, and the trajectory that they're going on? I think it does, because in terms of probably sports suppliers, uh, the two big boys are Nike and Adidas, mm-hmm. you know, and then the, probably the run below then is the likes of New Balance and a few other brands. So it it does help, and obviously the, the sort of things they can influence in terms of global stars and things like that, that, that has always got to be able to help us. And to be honest, you could buy Nike stuff anywhere, whereas New Balance... You can't, you know, you, you have heard it, it's quite difficult to get some, some of the, the, uh, stuff you need of them. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's, for me, it's, it's a huge decision. Sorry, Dixon87 says he's 32 today, he's having a few beers, a shout out. Absolutely happy birthday to you, my man. And, uh, to, to know you're having a few beers, uh, listen, that's my style as well, so fair play <laughs> to you. Shaq says good evening. Um, North Red wishes happy birthday to Dixon. Uh, LFC, Dave's LFC chat says, hi Reds, just do it. You know where he's going with that one. Centurion, I'm in a good spot to shed light on this. Here in Saudi Arabia, uh, Riyadh, there are a handful of new balance shops compared to the booming night distribution. Do you know what, Centurion, that was a big thing as well because apparently the, the word used in this car case a lot was doors and basically it's the amount of outlets you can get your product into. Um, New Balance claimed they could do a certain amount. Nike claimed they could do a certain amount. But I think it all came down to just, it, I don't think it became black and white because I think Phil had a point when he said black and white, it's New Balance. If he decides that in sporting influences like, I think it's LeBron James, Serena Williams, others like that, the Air Jordan brand, stuff like that. If they can actually, they, they can actually put a proper number on them and it to be a factor, it would go with Nike. It didn't look like that on Wednesday, but it has turned out that way. It's, it's, it's like Centurion says there, Nike is just off the scale. It's like, I'll put it, I'll put it this way in a really simple term, right? I drop my daughter to school every morning and there's about, I'd say there's about 250 kids in the school around that okay and um, when i when i go in in the morning um i've just noticed because of this nike stuff this week just watching the footwear on kids and i would say 80 percent of them are walking around in nike uh trainers nike runners um it's just it's phenomenal and when something's in the, in your in your in your mind 
it's amazing how much you notice it. You know, the kind of way where, you know, like if you're thinking, I don't know, you're, you're thinking about dinner, loads of ads for food comes up. You know, the kind of way, Chris, it's, yeah, just, one of, it's just one of those where it, it focuses your mind and the amount of Nike stuff out there just is just unreal when you actually go and look at it. Yeah, I mean, I see that when I take my daughter football training. Uh, and obviously there's loads of other matches going on while she's training. And when you watch all the other kids playing, you know, probably 80% of the kids are normally in Nike or Adidas football boots. And half the kits are made by Nike or Adidas. So they're the sort of brand you want. I think what maybe, I think the idea Nike probably want as well is, which won't be popular because people don't like to talk about football as brands because it's a football club. But I suppose the aim is they probably want to live the liver bird to be like a, a bit like the New York Yankees baseball cap. Everyone has a, like a, a New York Yankees baseball cap, but don't actually follow the team. It's just a, a symbol. So you're probably in America, they practically want something like that where everyone wears a baseball cap because LeBron James has it, which has a live bird. They have no concept if they do a Liverpool football club. Yeah, well, from our point of view, that's the money. Well, that's, I think that's part of the idea behind it. You know, like, they are offering the, the base of 30 million, but it's, like, somebody explained it to me the other day, like, it's, it's net sales and stuff like that. Let's put it this way. If Nike, if Liverpool were to get 90 million pounds a year out of this deal, they would probably have, Nike would probably have to make about 300 million net profit off Liverpool merchandise. I think that is so easy to do for Nike. I really genuinely do because it's not only it's not only jerseys we're talking. It is shorts, it is socks, it is tracksuit tops, it's training tops, it's caps, it's any piece of merchandise with Nike on it and the Liverpool liveaboard, which they are going to absolutely massively ram down people's throats from um, from the first of July next year or whatever, whenever the deal starts. And mm. it's just every single thing on it. And they're going to come out with a massive... I can see it being around 90 million when all is said and done. Um, North Red says, Hendo was de- uh, injured and doubtful for Spurs. We will get on to that later. Uh, Centurion, um, let me see. He, oh, he did like, he does like the hipster choice for a third-party par- manufacturer. Um, yeah, I know what he's saying. Uh, Maverick says, clearly the judge had to look at the overall commer- commercial package Uh difference not just the headline numbers he he had a choice there maverick because he could have just went now hold on you've offered 29 new balance have offered 29 and i don't want projections and i don't want big sports stars saying they will come in on this and make it absolutely massive he could have actually went down that route he decided against it dave's lfc chat says nike has worldwide appeal it absolutely does and when you couple it with liverpool's success at the moment uh, along with nike's pull and nike's ability to be everywhere in every corner of the globe as much as you possibly need to be um it's a it's a big it's a proper it's a proper deal also a bit yeah come on also a bit of common sense would probably prevail as well because if he does see it black and white goes well they've offered 29 you've matched it Surely a judge would have to look at Liverpool and go, why when you're as successful as you have been the last two years, would you agree a deal less than what you're getting paid now? Because we get paid 40 odd million now by New Balance, so why would you agree a deal less? <clears throat> that's, so that's probably what has to look at. Well, we have to look at projectors because no business will go, hey, we're really popular now, so let's take less money. Yeah, and they, they, they took a smaller base amount in order to make more at, at, at the other end. You know, the yeah. way. Now, it's I a did. Calculated, a calculated risk, isn't it? It, it is a. It, well, it's probably not even a risk. It's probably something where Liverpool walked in and went, we'll take the 30 because we know we're going to make 90. And Nike went, well, listen, we don't have to give 50 up front plus 20%, which will cost us probably 110, 120. So everyone's yeah. kind of happy. It's a massive deal for Liverpool. Nike get 
in my opinion, I think Liverpool will end up being the biggest brand in football. Um, if they continue with what they're doing, I genuinely believe that. I think that they're all over the world. Like somebody says, there they're in Saudi Arabia and Nike is everywhere. Liverpool go anywhere in this planet, and they're selling out grounds. You know, they're going to Australia, they're selling out. Is it the MCG over there? They're going to America and they're having a hundred thousand in the Rose Bowl. I think against United the season before, the summer before last, stuff like that. It's it's just huge. Centurion there says skill bags, accessories, watches, fitness equipment. It just keeps going. Dave's LFC chats is straight in with a prediction for Sunday. He says two 0 We will get a few predictions later on. Um, the interesting one will be uh, the footballers because I think our two our, our two best players arguably Allison and. Van Dijk, both Nike, both Nike footballers. Yeah. The interesting one would be uh, Adidas have got Salah and Firmino. I'd be interested, could uh, New Balance keep hold of Manny? Because that's who does oh, his boots. Yeah. yeah, they do, yeah, you're right. So you wonder now, you know, our famous front three, there's only Manny who's not got one of the, one of the two big boys supplying his boots. Yeah, so, that's a fair one as well, yeah. I wonder if they're going to try and go, let's try and get Manny as well, because then there's also another way of making it a face of the brand is, you know, three, three of Liverpool's top five players are Nike. Yeah, and, and, and let's be honest, like, you know, um, I'm, I'm sure people are going to come up with Mbappe, Sancho, uh, Kai Havertz and stuff like that. And I did have, it was, um, there's a guy on Twitter, um, he was tweeting the main account there, there. He's from Australia. I know his second name is Foley. And he was, he was saying like, you know, is this, are we, are we starting this Mbappe stuff already? And I see their main account reply to him and say, oh, we're, on, we're only playing, but next summer will be, you know, I think the tweet went some along the line of the, 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 it may be, it be mayhem or something like that. Next summer will be mayhem in the transfer market. I am, um, and the rumor mill when it comes to Liverpool as soon as the season ends, if not before that, because Nike landed on their doorstep with all this money. And Nike wanting, and I do believe Nike will want some sort of, you know, big star to, to go with this deal, to, to absolutely nail this deal. So it might be something there. Um, let me see. Maverick says it will be interesting to see if they hit low, medium, high projection targets in the first year and just how much that actually is. I, do you know what? I think you'll probably see the marketing start now. And they've every right to start it now and start putting out stuff there and, and, and showing what's coming and stuff like that and a massive, massive build-up to it. And I think a marquee signing may be part of that. Uh, Darren says, UK and Asia market is huge, especially China. Nike already set foot in China's market. It's absolutely unreal. Um, China is a, a huge untapped market, says Dave's LFC Chats. Go on, Chris. I think I'm pretty certain probably for our next pre-season tour must be a, the Far East because we haven't done that for a little while. I know Klopp's not a big fan of it, but surely that's going to be the next thing they're going to make him do. Well, they might make him do it, but Klopp is well known as well for deciding what he's doing in pre-season and, and Liverpool go along with that. I think a couple of people have raised raised slight concerns that with Knight coming in, would he have too much of a say? Um, I know, I think it was Kevin Sullivan was saying on Twitter the other day, um, once Klopp is the man that continues to make the decisions, everything will be fine. I think that's a huge point. I think if, if, if a sponsor's coming in and going, well, we're really giving you 90 million a year, we want this, that, and the other, you know, it, it'll be, I'm sure it'll be trashed out in the deal. Um, and I'm sure any deal that goes ahead will ever pull, although it will be the job of, you know, the, 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 the lads really high up in the club. I'm sure Klopp, 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 his name is not Klopp. Klopp would have, you know, 
I'd say you'd have a, a fair fair insight and a, and a fair input into into what's going into that as well because at the end of the day, you can sign as many deals as you want, but the manager at the moment is the most important thing there right now and what he wants is, is paramount to what we're doing. Um, Northred says, do we think we're going to design a unique Nike LFC kit or a normal Nike football style kit uh, with the live board, if you understand me? Yeah, I do understand you because... A lot very of them, they're all very similar, aren't they? In like the same, um, they all look very similar to Nike ones. The same, is, the same template. Yeah, but maybe it might be slightly different because you could possibly argue in terms of football clubs, there's probably only Barcelona who's on the same level as Liverpool at this moment. Mm. So they may be able to get a little bit more something slight, slightly bespoke. Yeah, but do you know something? I think just looking at it like from completely layman terms. If Nike had any sense, they would not go through um, this standard template, lash a live board on it and go, there you go. They should really put a lot of thought into it. And if they had any sense, they'd be looking at what New Balance have done over the last three or four years. Um, they've come out with some really, really, really good Liverpool kits. And if Nike were to go, I'm not talking go back to something from the 1920s and try to simplify it that much. But if they were to pick something, like the one we have at the moment, you know, with that kind of pinstripe in it, is reminiscent of Liverpool going back, I think, around 80, 84, in, in around there. So, if Liverpool were to even to go back further, and, you know, I'm thinking maybe even a little bit further back, you know, with the, the, the red with the white collar on it, or something along them lines, simplify it, plain red, you know, really plain well, like red. and. Shank- Shankly 60s, well, like the round. Yeah, round. something along them lines, and, and, and they'd really, you know what, hit the ground running. And, and and it gets you a long way. If you can hit the ground running, it um it, it can get you an absolute long way. Um, if they make a kit like the city away horror show, they should be castrated. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. the one that looks like the um, it, it looks like an ice lolly as as people yeah. call them. They might they might go the more than the PSG because they because PSG dominate France. They try and they try to do something a bit clever with their kits with a lot of the Air Jordan stuff just to make it a bit different. Yeah. So they may try something like that with Liverpool. I don't know if they'll do Air Jordan, but you know, something just a bit, because PSG's night kits do look different to everybody else's. Yeah, well, I think, um, uh, maybe the fact that they had, um, Air Jordan on it, it may be something to do with that. Mm. Uh, North Red says, totally agree, go retro. Dave's LFC chats go, go, got to go, Reds. See you soon, Gav. Yeah, Dave, we will see you soon. Absolutely will. Um, Stephen Kingsbury says, Hitachi 79 kit. That's what I'm talking. Go, go back there. You know, and, yeah. and do something that's really plain. Not, re- not, not really plain where it looks. You can go too plain where it looks just way too simple. But I'm talking, don't go with any mad design. If they, if they were to stick to a nice plain red live board on it, they could do something like a fleck on it, like, you know, the, the late eighties. They could do something like that. And people would go, Oh, that, look, that's cracking. And, and then they just, they build up, you know, credit in the bank nearly, uh, with Liverpool fans. But make no mistake about it, whatever night drop, um, come next June, uh, will absolutely fly. It absolutely will. Um, but look. I think most people are, are quite happy with the decision today. We have to wait and see what happens with Nike. I personally think it takes us to another level financially. Like Andy from the Trippers was saying there today, like it's it's a massive decision for Liverpool Football Club, and I agree with him. I just think, it, you know, we we've struggled behind the likes of United and even Chelsea. Um, you know, Man City, Arsenal at times for for money we are earning off off kit deals. This one puts us up above them all now, and. 
in a, it puts us at a stature where we should be for the for the football we're playing and the success we're starting to have. Uh, Chris Pross says the candy red, yeah, something like that. They could go back to something like that. They could go back to something like ninety five, ninety six with the big collar on it. Um, that, that was a really nice one. They could do anything like they could do anything like that. Once you don't do the Ecru one from ninety six, ninety seven, I'm not too bothered. Um, but look, the next topic is I'll tell you what I'm going to go to this one because it's something close to Chris's heart. Liverpool ladies. First ever game to be played at Anfield will be played soon. Chris, tell me all about it. Yeah, so uh, Sunday the 17th, uh, they're playing Everton in the first ever league game at Anfield. Okay. So it's uh, pretty you know, pretty excited. My only slight bugbear is I wish it happened sooner. And yeah. we're, kind of, we're kind of piggying back a little bit on other clubs doing it first. You, I always think it'd be quite nice to do the first, but I think the Derby is probably the perfect one to do it because you get both sides, you know, both sides in, so should get a decent crowd. Uh, I mean, price-wise, it's ridiculous. It's um, a fiver for adults, and if you're an adult and you, and you pay a fiver, that can include up to three children for free. Absolutely. Yeah, so it's dirt cheap. Yeah. Uh, do you think it's, though, if they're not doing pay on the door, you have to pre-book your tickets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you just go on the website, uh, and it's a fiver. So it's, yeah, it's really good. Good way of raising the game, you know. Help people see the, help people see a bit of football, you know, who can't pay or can't get to Anfield for the men's games. Yeah, I think it's absolutely a great idea. Like, yeah, obviously Anfield is is available around that time, but obviously it'll probably away that weekend. I haven't looked up the fixtures. Um, I, think it's, uh, I think it's international. Oh, well, there you go, international break. Yeah, of course, because we play this. Yeah, I know what you're saying November fourth. I think. Um, yeah, we have City and then international break, so that'd be right. But it, it is a, like you make a great point. People don't get to Anfield, can't get tickets into Anfield to go there, you know, maybe get into the st- stadium tour the day before or, you know, and have a good look around the place and get in and see women's football. It's, and it's still Liverpool, Everton, regardless of what level it's at. You know, oh. L- Liverpool versus Everton are under 18, 23 level. It's, 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 it's hyped up a lot. Liverpool ladies against Everton ladies will be no different. So it is, uh, hopefully it works and you'd like to see f- for the sake of it, Happening again, and hopefully it will happen again. You'd like to see a good crowd go there, a decent atmosphere, two teams trying to play foot, trying to play decent football, and you know, Liverpool, Everton, people get into Anfield. It's a no-brainer, really, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's pretty pretty easy. And the good thing is, it'll probably like any other women's game is, which is great for young fans. Is once the game's over, you can all just queue at the front, and every player will come down for pictures, autographs, you know. So. For my daughter, it's great. It's, it's her idols who say hello to her every game. She thinks it's brilliant. Yeah. yeah. So that's another, it's also, it's a good way of growing the game. You know, if you want to get more girls into football, you know, it, un, un, unfortunately for the men, men, the men's team aren't as accessible just because of crowd size and things. So it's a, it's a good perk of the women's game is the, the players are very accessible. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and they're really good ambassadors. And, and like for the players themselves, they, they play their home games at Prenton Park and Tramier. Um, yeah. You know, they've had an indifferent start of the season. I keep up with it basically through you, Chris, to be honest <laughs> with you. Um, you update me most weeks, but you, you know, for them, for them, it's, it has to be a big thing for them to play at Anfield. You know, it really has to be a big thing for them to play at Anfield. And then, like you said, young girls that are watching it and even young, young lads young that lad. are watching it and they're going, look at that. This is amazing. Look at them playing at Anfield. I'd love to do that. It, it can't be, um, it can't, be, it can't be a bad thing. And hopefully it does get a torn out and, you know, people a enjoy it and make the effort to go to Prenton Park when it's on there the week following week or the week after that. B it gets more girls and young lads into football. 
see it's at Anfield and hopefully with a good turnout it means that it will be looked at again um, a lot of people are mentioning Leicester 9 Southampton nil. I am going to get to that in a couple of minutes mm-hmm. um, I'll, I'll 15 minutes could save you 15% or more oh that's a cheer we used to do in softball uh, what? It's uh, actually Geico. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money? Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Gets with more or less now, but Grizz says, evening lads. Grizz, how are you, my man? Maverick says, blimey, Leicester score nine against Southampton. Unreal. Uh, Centurion is, uh, having a breakdown. Uh, Vardy scored a hat-trick and he didn't have him as, ca- as his captain. Um, uh, <clears throat> but look, um, that win for Leicester tonight, uh, we'll have, we touch on it for a minute. Why not? Um, it's a 9-0 victory. It equals, I think, Manchester United's 9-0 win against Ipswich around 94, 95, I think. I think I've visions of Andy Cole probably scoring 4 or 5 that day. Um, that's a ridiculous, that's an, a, a ridiculous scoreline, isn't it? It is, it is. I mean, there's two mad stats that have come out from it since then. Is, uh, Leicester scored 9 tonight, uh, Man U scored 10 all season in the league. Yeah. Which, it's, and the other one, which I didn't know, is the goalie for Sardin, Angus Good. He now holds a record with his dad. Brian Gunn has been the first father and son combo to both concede seven or more goals in the Premier League. Jesus Christ. That's <laughs> unbelievable. That's, that's a fun Christmas chat, isn't it? But like, but the thing is, like, it's, it's, it's mad, like, I know, I think they're one nil down after ten minutes and, and, I, you know, did they lose Bertrand to a reg? I haven't seen the game, so I haven't seen it's any of it. It's a bad, it's a, it's a bad time. He's one of those ones where the, uh, you know, someone overruns the ball, they just they stretch to go and get it. Mm. But as he stretched, he, he just goes over the ball and gets the guy just below the knee. So it's a straight rest. It's not malicious, but Dangerous. you have to go. Yeah, yeah, you have. It's one of those ones where. You, so, but interestingly, it was because all, all the crowd were like, "What's going on?" Because a VAR review and VAR actually flipped it on the te- on the, the big screen in Southampton, and you could hear like a gasp in the crowd when they saw the tackle. And everyone, I think all the crowd went, "Right, fair enough." Yeah. Yeah, no, no, when I'm when arguing this. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those, which, obviously, you can't do that at Anfield, but that's probably something with VAR that would help, is if you see it on a big screen, that the internet, you go, right, fair enough, I've seen it. Yeah. I know there are still some that are ridiculous and we don't agree with, but things like that, if you see it on the screen, you go, well, I've seen it, you know, <laughs> so I can't really dispute it. But the manager will get a lot of stick for it, and rightly so, you shouldn't lose 9-0. I mean, you know, I wanted Rogers sacked when we got beat by Stoke, 6-1, that was bad enough. But some of the players have got to have a look at themselves. Well, do you know, know something? A bit, of, bit of personal pride. Absolutely. Like, and I know they're down at the 78 odd minutes, probably 80, over 80 minutes when you include injury time and stuff like that with 10 men. But there's no excuse for that. There's no excuse to, to concede nine goals in a game. None. Un- unless you, you're four players sent off in the first 10 minutes. You know what I mean? It's, there's no, like, he should be sacked immediately. And I don't, like, people are going on, like, I've listened to different things on Southampton and, oh, like, he's, he, he, good torn up in, in form last season and he's made a couple of signs that are still bedding in and stuff. Nine fucking nil, you should be thrown out the door. It's as simple as that. Um, Centurion says, but Bertrand's tackle was a clear red card, regardless of intent. Yeah, I think Chris has covered yeah, that very, very, very well. Uh, Kevin O'Sullivan says, by the way, great use of VAR for Bertrand Red. Can, can, Chris, you've seen this. Can you can you just give me the rundown of what actually happened? All oh, right, yeah. So so Bertrand overruns the ball, mm-hmm. and he he goes through and catches the guy, mm-hmm. 
and and less guy goes down. But the ref plays advantage. Right. Uh, from the advantage, uh, they get a shot off. Keeper palms it out. Probably should put it, probably should put it out for a corner. Mm-hmm. And it falls to Chilwell who scores. So it's one 0 Leicester. Mm-hmm. And then the ref's put his fingers to, to his ears. So he's thinking, oh, he's checking for um, offside. Mm-hmm. The, the routine. And it flashes up, checking red card. And it was like, what red card's this? Mm-hmm. And they show the tackle. Ah. And as soon as you see the replay attack, you go, oh, that is a bad tackle. And he, he brings Birch over because Birch looks shocked. Mm-hmm. Partly because I think he sees, cause he's like, what you sent me off for? You've got the goal. So he says, red card. But then you even see Birch would look at the screen. And I think he sees it on the screen and almost like go, that's that resigned look of, yeah, I'm not getting away with that. Mm. And he walks off. So it was quite good. He could have stopped the play. Yeah. Or the other option is the ref didn't quite see how bad the tackle was and someone's had a word in his ear. Basically, like we should have done with Atkinson last week saying, you've missed something there. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that's a red. Yeah. So that was quite, that was, I mean, that was probably where you would go, that's what VAR is for, which is, you let the play go on, they score the goal, and then you have words there going, by the way, that tackle's horrendous, you need to you need to send him off. Yeah. So uh Kevo Sullivan rare. says Kevo Sullivan says the ref pointed at the tackle after giving advantage, right? I agree that's a very good use of VAR. I and for the simple reason is he gives advantage. I don't know what decision he's gonna go back and give. Okay. Mm. But he must have said something as he's making his way down the pitch. You know, he must have said, I'm giving advantage, that could be a red card. He may have done that. What would be interesting to see is if he didn't give advantage and for argument's sake gave a yellow, would have been overturned. And the argument, the reason I'm asking that question, Chris, is, is because I can see these refs' decisions being overturned because they can argue very, very simply that I've seen it as a yellow. Do you know what I mean? The, the best thing they can do, they'll, I don't think they'll ever, I don't think they'll ever do it, uh, Possibly because there's a bit of arrogance in English football is probably do like the rugby where you can hear them talking. Oh, that's so, listen, listen. Which you, I've heard you talk about. I, I'm perfect. on that train. If you, if you, if you're starting that, I will be, you know, vice chairman of of whatever organisation you're setting up. Rugby I mean, union the is the thing, way to do it. Yeah, I mean the other thing. They, I mean, I'm not sure you can do it with that, especially not with uh, our ground because you can't hear you can't hear anything when mm. the announcer talks. But in American football. I don't know the massive rules about, but I do know there is a there is a way where the American football ref is connected to the tannoy system. Oh yeah, yeah. Every every, he, every major he decision. Press, he just press button and goes foul number three. Yeah. Every, what it, what happens? Not, what happens yeah, but, in American well, football is is that if if there's a if there's a couple of referees obviously around the pitch. If mm. there's a flag thrown on and there's something wrong, they they consult over it. He comes along, presses a button. He's on the tannoy system. Uh, you know, uh, interfering with quarterback. Number sixty-six yeah. defense, uh, you know, ten-yard penalty, and he explains it all. And there's no argument, there's no nothing, and it just goes on. But rugby for me is the way to go, and um, I that think was so, that was so poor problems. If you, if you could hear it on the telly, where you can, where you can just hear the ref going, right, I'm giving the goal. Is anything wrong with that tackle? That tackle looks fine to me. And all you need is the guy in the ears go, yeah, you're fine, or you might want to look at that. Mm. Oh, hang on, I'll go look at it. That's yeah. all. That's all you need to do. And whether you agree with it or not, that that's fine. And then the time to go. Goal disallowed, offside number three. And everyone go, and whether you like it or not, you go, well, that's what they've given, that's what they've seen. And there's no confusion then. Yeah. But you know what the funny thing is? Like, I agree with Kevin Sullivan that it's a good use of VAR the way he's done that. I don't know, and I don't think anyone knows whether he's spoken to VAR and said, I'm giving advantage, but I want that tackle looked at. It could be a red. I don't know whether VAR have come on to him and said, 
I know you gave advantage there, but you need to go back and give a red card. But it, it would it would possibly annoy me a little bit more about United's goal at the weekend after after hearing what you've just told me about this game tonight, because that yeah. that, that 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 play goes on for United. Okay, goes in the box, they score, and they go, yeah. But hold on, one did the referee say anything, or two did the VAR could have come back and went. That's a foul back there, by the way. You, need well, to, you, you know, so it's it's still it's still. It still feels like uh, it still feels like every scenario is taken on its. Uh, it, it's well, no, it's not taken on its own merits. That's the wrong way to, to word it. But it's taken in a way that, oh, we'll deal with it this way this this time, and we'll deal with it this way the next time. Yeah. You know that kind of way. But look, I mean, we saw that in the Genk game. You know, their goal was disallowed because when we saw the replay, and the TV people saying was probably you, me looking at it going. There's nothing wrong with that. It's a good header. Yeah, he's just he's just been higher than Milner. You find that it's an offside three minutes earlier, but it's there's no communication. It wasn't even for the telly any communication that I'm looking at an offside. Mm. You know that's where it's really inconsistent because sometimes it's very clear what they're looking at, and sometimes you just stood around for two minutes going that's work because I was quite pro bar, but the way it's implemented is crap. I think it's a brilliant idea. I think the concept is brilliant. Um, I think it's needed in the game simply because the amount of money riding on football now is just outrageous. I think it could be quite entertaining and add to the uh, the spectators' experience if done properly. Like it adds to a spectators' experience at rugby. Um, like I know people that watch rugby. I know people that go and watch, you know, Pro 14 rugby, Leinster stuff, and I know, you know. I've watched, I know people that go and watch Ireland rugby and they'll come back and go, oh yeah, when there's a decision in the ground, you know, you're kind of watching it on the screen and you're making your own decision and, you, but you know what they're talking about, you know, the kind of way. And you can actually get an app, you can get an app at the rugby where you can actually listen through your phone to the referee while he's on the pitch talking when these situations come up. So, um, it's, it's one of those as yeah. well. But look, they, at do, the, at the, they at the, do the same with cricket, don't they? Yeah, well, there you go. Like, the, well, what the, I like with cricket is when it, it, it's, 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 like, it's like a routine now, the way it's okay. I'm going to check this, no, check this, yeah, yeah. I mean, just him, what's the latest catchphrase you now is if it's an elbow, it's, uh, yeah, it's green, 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 three greens go through his house. But hmm. everyone's used to that phrase now. Yeah. Uh, but again, you can, you can have the earpiece listen to it. You can hear the, the, the third umpire going, I've checked that shit. No, he's hit that. Yeah. Sorry, you have to reverse it. And you just apologise. Sorry, mate, you've missed that. Reverse it. And they all, and you, there's, there's no arrogance with the umpires to go, okay, I've missed it. So be it. Mm. Like, uh, Kev O'Sullivan says there, um, on Monday Night Football, Cara proved that the ref in our game couldn't see the foul on Origi. And for me, that's worse. Yeah, it absolutely is. Because now it's a clear and obvious mistake. If yeah. he has proved that he couldn't see it. Surely the VAR say, did you see that back there? Yeah, I see that, and I'm not, I, I didn't think it was a foul. Fine, but if he couldn't see it, then it's a clear and obvious mistake because he can't see it. You know what I mean? Um, Northred said the ref should be put in front of the cameras to explain themselves. I, I slightly different on that. I think if you are more open, and I think if it came down to being mic'd up uh, or even you know. If you are mic'd up to be able to come out after the game and go, well, you listen to the conversation, that's what we taught, and it's much easier to come out and talk when people have a little bit of understanding as to what's going on. My argument with VAR is just total confusion. And, yeah. you know, the argument that, oh, people celebrate and then don't, and, you know, that's a good, yeah, that's a decent argument. But, like, I, I, I mate of mine um, that listens to this show, he downloads every every morning while he's in work, Jimmy, um, Jimmy was telling me that he was at Old Trafford on Sunday. He said, when Mane scored, we celebrated, and then VAR, no goal. And then when Lalana scored, 
we were celebrating and then kind of stopped and waited. We were just, we, it's, it's just taking all the adrenaline out of your body, you know, that kind of way. Um, but for me, the concept is great. I just think the way it's being done is wrong and they've probably dropped it on the Premier League too quick. That's, I think, another year of trialing it and not trialing the technology, trialing the way and the process and yeah. the, the transparency overall, I think could have been, um, done a lot more. But I think we're in agreement, Chris, that, uh, Ralph Hassenhutl should be, um, no longer Southampton manager. Are we agreed? Yeah. Uh, I'll be amazed if he survives. Yeah. I would be as well. 9-0 is just no way to go. Listen, we don't. Do you reckon it could be 15 against City next week then? Um, it could be, couldn't it? Uh, but they've then, got, but then. They've got City twice next week, haven't they? Yeah, League and League Cup. Uh, yeah, it could be one of those. Then again, they could come out fighting and probably only get done four or five. But, <laughs> look, we, we leave Southampton, we leave the VAR conversation because when, when I get involved in VAR conversation, they can go on for a long time and bore people. Um, but the last thing, we, we done, we done a, a very, very, very good preview of the Spurs game last night, uh, with, uh, Ben Haynes from 90minute.com. Oh, um, yeah, and Grizz as, as well. Um, if you want another, if you want another look at that, you can go back. It's on Spotify. It's on iTunes. It's on YouTube. It's on Periscope. It's on all your podcast apps as all our shows are. There's also a preview from the cop table with myself, Jay Riley and, uh, Mickey Hazard, um, which is really good as well. Um, both sports fans that were on both shows, really, really honest about sports, so it was really good to have. But oh, look, as I'm talking to you tonight, and I'll talk to someone else tomorrow night, I have to talk about the sports game, and you know what? What I always ask guests what they think because the more opinions, the better. I keep saying this: the more opinions I have, whether it's on Periscope, YouTube, or anything else, um, I welcome them all the time. So looking forward to the sports game on Sunday, Chris. Um, what do you think regarding the lineup, and what do you think to regarding a score prediction? Uh, I think lineup wise, the way Klopp was talking about Matip, I don't think Matip's going to make it. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you look back in hindsight, it, his knee was heavily, heavily strapped up for that United game. Mm-hmm. And clearly, whatever the, whatever rest he thought it needed, it didn't have enough. So I think you'll definitely see a change in the in the back four, and I think you'll see one change in the midfield. Um, I don't think it'll be popular, but I think it'd be Lovren that comes up for Matip. So do we. Part of the reason I heard a stat on Anfield Rap saying he, he's played five of the last seven games against Spurs. So obviously, Klopp fancies him against Spurs. And two, I just don't think he fancies Gomez at the moment. I think, to, to be fair, I still think Gomez has played very well the last three or four times we've played him centre-back. You know, he's a good player. I'm sure he'll come back for it. But at the moment, he's probably not in the right the right form. I mean, I, if I was Spurs and Gomez was playing, I'd be telling Kane to lean on him. Yeah, I I think it's a fair point with, with regards to Joe Gomez. I still think he will come through to be um, ahead of Lovren in the pecking order and possibly ahead of Matip. I, I do agree. I do think he will become that. But at the moment, I think he's just caught between a rock and a hard place. Between He just looks like he's out of sync of what we're trying to do. And that's understandable yeah. with the injuries he's had. He's been out of form. That's allowed his twenty. Two or twenty-three years of age. It, that's absolutely. Um, that's absolutely be, allowed, you know. To be fair, to you know, I I had that opinion for a long time about Matip. I was never a big Matip fan. I always thought he got bullied. I didn't think when he came he looked particularly impressive. But then, because of injuries, he got a run of five or six games, and he went actually really good, you know. So it's like Gomez. He probably needs a run of four or five games, but in the current situation of this league, where every point's crucial. It's picking your moments when you can give him a run where it's let, seem, deemed less of a risk to have a player slightly out of form. Mm. And uh, probably just run 
probably not the time. Yeah, this will be five minutes left. If anyone has any random questions from yourself and Chris, now is the time to throw them in. Uh, North Red says, statement time from Liverpool. No messing around. Put these to the sword. We are so much better than um, than we are playing. Uh, Maverick says, get your good luck kippers in for breakfast on Sunday. I will most certainly not be doing that. Uh, Centurion <laughs> says, we will be ludicrous to even consider anything beside a win. The faith and belief in this team deserves nothing less. A few people have asked about Oxlade. What, what do you think the change in midfield will be? Picking um, up field three because I, I'm only asking that because I think most people would go with Henderson, Wijnaldum, Fabinho, but there's talk to Henderson maybe you do. Uh, normally, I would say that's the midfield. The Champions League final team is the Champions League is the team that we play in the big games because mm-hmm. it works perfectly when we have all the front three played. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm like you. I like Henderson, big fan. I think he, I think he accommodates the attacking traits of Trent and Salah because basically he, he lets them. Not cheese, but you know, get up more, and he he covers them. But unfortunately, Henderson, I think he's woefully out of form. I think he's probably had him for two, three games. I think, I think he needs to take it out the firing line. I also think he's knackered because I think he plays nearly every minute for us, and he plays nearly every minute for England. So I think there is an element of. I think he just needs to take it out for two, three games just to get it get his head right, you know, and throw him back in against Villa. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, the debate in my head is is Keiter or Chamberlain. And I can't quite decide because Chamberlain scored the goals, brilliant goals, but I would argue his all-round play against Genk probably wasn't the best, and Klopp's Prog's match pretty much said that. But you'd sort of think Spurs are a bit flaky at the moment, so maybe someone just runs straight at them is what they need. But I'm leaning towards Cater because I thought, although we didn't get the goals, I thought his all-round game was better, and his pressing, and it's possibly what we need. So I'm a bit either or with them two. Fabinho and Genie, I think, are the other two. Okay. But I, I'm a bit either or with them at the moment. So I can't quite decide which one I'd pick. For me, it'd be Fabinho, Wijnaldum and, and Milner. Um, okay. The reason being, I think the easiest way to replace Henderson and what he does, and I keep going back to it, what he does in protecting Trent Alexander-Arnold and allowing Mo Salah to be literally up the pitch all game, I think the easiest one to put in there would be Milner. Um, mm. Although he did play a full game. Um, during the week, I think it may be Milner. Um, if I was to, uh, it's a tough pick, but I think Oxley, I think Oxley Chamberlain would play before Keita because it's Henderson now and on that side of the pitch. Um, I think Keita has been looked at as that kind of inside lefty centre midfield yeah. sort of thing, you know? It, I would feel more comfortable that if they do pick Chamberlain, I would play Chamberlain on the left, I play Genie on the right. Okay. Only because I think Genie's more disciplined, so he would help with the Trent Salah balance. Whereas on the left hand side, because he's asked to do that, but also it's sort of more natural to his game. Manny's a natural workhorse backwards and forwards mm-hmm. with Robertson, so I think that would then protect some of the. That's a fair point. Chamberlain's yeah. like attacking prowess, so you then sort of say to Chamberlain, play a natural game, just play on the left. Yeah, no, that's and an absolutely got, fair point. So that might be, uh, and the front three, I'm assuming, is the front three. Um, I was surprised Salah started against Genk, but in hindsight, it probably didn't well to go because he looked really rusty for the first hour. But I think having that game is where he got that rustiness out of his system. So he's a bit, he should be sharper against Spurs, which I think he needs to be. Yeah, he absolutely will be. Um, let me see. Uh, somebody asked there, pick one Liverpool player to, Try sell a women's beauty product. It's it's Bobby Firmino. Have you have are you any advance on Bobby Firmino? 
Chamberlain. Chamberlain, good show. Okay, I just think Bobby Firmino. The, the, those they really took a thing. They really took a thing off. Yeah, no, but I, I think Bobby Firmino will just sell anything with that smile and even <laughs> even that look as he comes up the tunnel at Burnley, <laughs> he could sell anything. Oh, that's a, that's uh, Centurion, that's a a, Centurion asks, uh, mayo or ketchup? Ooh, probably just ketchup. Ah, oh, you see, I mayo all day. Absolutely. Yeah, it depends, but, it depends uh, but, what it's worth, but, you know. Mm, I mean, the other option is you just do both. Yeah, you mix them together, it's amazing. It that's, really that's, 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 that's the best answer, really, is do both. Mm. Avo the Tord asks, Christmas cake or Christmas pudding? What are you choosing after Christmas dinner? Christmas Neither cake? Could... What's Christmas cake? Fruit cake. No, not having it. Christmas pudding? No, not having it either. No, the book crap. You, go go for a Yule log. Can't go wrong with that. No, the la- I think the la- I don't really eat desserts, but the last one I had Neither was... Terry's chocolate, chocolate, but chocolate's always a winner. Terry's <laughs> chocolate orange cheesecake, I think, was the last one I had after Christmas dinner, which was amazing. Um, that, Nor- North Red goes for trifle. Um, Chris Pross says Wales or South Africa. I think this is rugby, isn't it? Oh, Wales winner. Uh, don't care really. To be honest. <laughs> uh, is it England, New Zealand in the other semi? Yes. Yeah, I'd I'd like to see I'd like to see I think New Zealand will beat England so I'd like to see Wales win it and have a Northern Hemisphere team in the final. Mm-hmm. Um, Kevin Sullivan says burger sauce. Yeah, good show, absolutely good show. Um, let me see. Uh, Maverick says Christmas cake. With regards to Christmas cake, I think Christmas pudding wins all the time with custard. No, I don't eat any of them. I no, really, no, no. really don't. Give me a score prediction, Chris. I'm, or, yeah, give me a uh, score prediction. I'm not letting you away without giving me one. Okay, I'm going to go for a tight 2-0. I am exactly the same. And I'll go Salah first goal and Origi off the bench. Okay. I usually go something like 3-1 because I always feel Liverpool... Kyle in a goal because of just the way we're playing this season. I think somebody said to me the other day, is there only clean sheet this season? Was it Sheffield United away? Uh, I think. It was something like that. It was mad. When when they told me it was mad, like I was like, Jesus. I feel like we've had two, but I can't think of the other game. I'm sure we've had two. Um, Northred has 3-0. I think it's 2-0. Uh, I don't think Salah scores. You know, he does against the Spurs. That's the news I said, Salah. Mm, I'm going to go with... I'm going to go with Firmino for the fourth goal. Mm. And I'm going to go with Naby Koide to get the goal as well. Ooh, that'll be nice one. Mm. Yes. Maverick, Maverick has a 2-1 Liverpool win. As I said, not red has a 3-0. I have, I've seen somebody earlier saying 2-2. So that's... Um, I think it happened the season before not last, allowed. but it's not allowed. It's absolutely unlikely against the rules. Before I go, um, just to let you know, from the 1st of November to the 30th of November, isn't that right, 30 days in November? I think I'm right. Yep. Um, for the month of November, we are having a competition on this show uh, for the entire month, and this is how it's going to work. All subscribers on YouTube at the moment will be in to win. All current subscribers will be in with a chance to win. All new subscribers from the 1st of November will also be in a chance to win a separate prize. They're both the same prize, just two of the same prize. But I'm going to give one, two subscribers that are before the 1st of November and any new subscribers in the month of November will get a prize as well. I'll announce the prize when it arrives, um, or they arrive. But there's a twist. If you know anyone... 
that likes watching YouTube and likes Liverpool content and you are a subscriber to this show, all you need to do is tell them to subscribe, first of all, and they're in with a chance. But if they come on a show and they comment to say that, let's for argument's sake say, Chris Brack recommended me to subscribe to this show, Chris Brack gets an extra entry into the competition. Do you understand? That, is That's that making it. sense? Okay. That's perfect, that. So, if Chris Brack or Kev O'Sullivan or North Red or Maverick or, or Chris Pross, if he is on YouTube, any of these lads that are on this screen, if they go and get friends to subscribe and them friends come on mid-show and say, oh, A, B or C told me to subscribe to the show, I mark that down and they get an extra entrance in. So, if they get 20 subscribers to come along, they get 21 entrants into the competition. Their own for being a subscriber and 20 for recommending the show. That's how it's going to work. And look, it's two prizes at the end of the month. It's for nothing. And when they arrive, I'll let you know. I will give you more details as the month goes on, but that's how it's going to work. So try to get your head around that. I will try write that down and make it a little bit clearer for people as we go. Uh, Kevin Sullivan says, get Manny in behind Aurier. It'll be interesting to see what way Spurs go. Do you play the players that you believe are best or do you play the players that actually want to be playing for sports? That's the way I look at it. But look, um, it's been, uh, it's been good. Chris, I've enjoyed it. It's been a good Friday night. Have you enjoyed it? I've made it really good. Good. Back on next week at some stage, yeah? Yeah, yeah, no problem. Okay. I work the schedule out usually on a Sunday, so I'll give you a shout then. Um, loads of on air, on air admin, administration, as, as they call it. That's been it. That's the Fatback 4 Daily. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for all your comments. When people download this, listen to the competition. Get yourself onto YouTube. Get get yourself subscribed. You subscribe, you hit the bell notification. You, you, you know when we're on live. And you get a chance to win. It's easy. Over and out. Home sense. Why is it home sense? The prices make sense. Ooh, outdoor is in. Are those plates melamine? Pretty planters, pillows, lanterns. Pretty much everything outdoor. And the savings. Oh, it makes sense to me now. Out save on outdoor. Find a store at homesense.com. Switching to Geico is a good idea, especially when you consider everything. First off, Geico makes it easy to switch, and you can contact your local agent for personalized assistance. But if it's so easy, you might start thinking everything is easy, even jousting. And it's not. Just ask my cousin Ernie. Well, if you switch to Geico, you could save hundreds on car insurance, and you could keep saving by bundling your motorcycle, boat, and RV, plus your home or renter's insurance. But saving money might cause you to feel rich, which might lead you to hire a butler. Do you really need a butler? Well, they do have an industry-leading mobile app you can use to pay your bill, file and manage a claim, or add a new driver. And they offer discounts to military and federal employees. But after you switch, you might be so happy that you celebrate by doing the running man, and nobody does the running man anymore. Well, GEICO is the second largest car insurer in the country and has been saving people money for over 75 years. It's hard to beat that. But you're right. Switch to GEICO. It's obviously a good idea. Sports Social Podcast Network.